Hi, everybody. How are you? This is Julie Bunn, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts with a reminder that Kevin Hamilton and Ned O'Gorman will join us at the top of the hour. Ned and Kevin are the co-authors of Lookout America, everything you want to know about Lookout Mountain. Lookout Mountain, the secret studio at the heart of the Cold War. We hope to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we will close out this hour by playing the rest of Greg Airbar's conversation with Herbie J. Pilato, author of Mary, the Mary Tyler Moore story, and three books on the career of Elizabeth Montgomery, including Bewitched Forever and Twitch Upon a Star. Before we went to break, Herbie and Greg were talking about Montgomery's career before and after Bewitched as we pick up the conversation. Yeah, it is interesting that she, and Mary Tyler Moore to a degree, she did do some comedic stuff that had comedy in it. It was it was acerbic, but Elizabeth Montgomery never did anything light again that mm-hmm. I can recall. Did she? When the circus came to town. Oh, with Christopher Palmer, it was a TV movie. Because I sat down with her and I said, Elizabeth, could you do a comedy? Well, she goes, I don't call when the circus came to town a drama. I said, well, you're right, okay. So she did one. And Belle Starr was, was oh. and a lot of people don't realize, that was Hanna-Barbera, as was The Gathering with Ed Asner. They made a lot of TV movies in those days. Belle Starr is my favorite movie of Elizabeth Montgomery's. That film... It was like a feature. I mean, it had like the Kung Fu-esque um, lack of MGM color. You know, it was all the colors were muted. The direction was superb. The writing was superb. Mrs. Sundance, which she did with Robert Foxworth, which is where she met him, it was okay. But Bellstar, that was a film. That was acting. It is fantastic. Some of those TV movies were, as Duel was, were... Proving grounds for a lot of young filmmakers, and they were in a way television's indies. They were like what Netflix is now. They were like what live TV was in the early days. It was a great canvas because there were some outstanding, some horror movies. Um, the one with Kim Darby. Oh yeah. Um, oh, I can't think of the name of it. Um, oh my gosh, that was a frightening movie. Dark, dark something? Dark Under the Stairs yeah, or something, something like that. Yeah, um, don't Look Under the Stairs? Yeah. Um, and uh, Trilogy of Terror. Well, that's a classic. Crowhaven Farm with Old oh, Lang. Mm. You know, Night People, Tell Awful About Alan. It's mm. funny how you, I can remember all of these things, mm-hmm. but they're mm-hmm. outstanding films. Uh, that hard to see nowadays. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she did a lot of that stuff. Well, it's interesting too because there are two movies that both Elizabeth... Montgomery and Mary Tyler Moore did where they were very similar. I mean, this carried through the theme of how they were these 1960s actresses, you know, who were both in TV sitcoms, and then they tried to break away. Well, then they just did, like, almost the same movie where they played murderous moms with black hair who looked like Serena on The Witch. <laughs> both of them did that. Um, and it was fascinating to me. Uh, you know, and Elizabeth was an alcoholic as well, which I talked gently about in the book, um, like Mary was. So there were just, again, so many similarities. Yeah, and an illness, and sadly, Elizabeth left very young, yes. too. Well, and again, I feel that had she taken better care of herself, obviously, if, had she not drank, I do believe, because, you know, drinking contributes to colon cancer, which was uh, what killed her. So there you go. Well, they both came out of an era 
Um, or drinking was acceptable and fashionable. And this was a pressure on men more than women. I don't trust someone who doesn't drink with me. Yeah. That's said a lot of times. Yeah. So, you know, why won't you have some? I've been in that situation. Why won't you have some? Here, have another one. It's like, I don't want any more. Give me, you know, a Diet Coke. Yeah. And a person who doesn't even know they're predisposed to alcoholism can be to can fall into that yeah. and not even years later suddenly discover that it's a sad case and that was prominent to that era. Well, on TV too. Mm. I mean, on Bewitched. Bewitched all they were, did was drinking all the time. They were constantly going to the bar and coming home and having a drink and and it was made light of and it still is today. You notice that on television there's a lot of things, there's new taboos on yeah. television but saying I'm going to have a drink or head over to the bar or that still gets laughed. Uh, somebody who is like a Foster Brooks is not funny. Yeah. But the idea of drinking yeah, and is I still laughed at. I just don't think it's funny at all. People die every day because of drunk drivers. And I don't think being drunk is funny. And I, I think that needs to change. You're listening to Greg Airbar's conversation with Herbie J. Pilato about his latest book, Mary, the Mary Tyler Moore Story. Mary, the Mary Tyler Moore Story is available in hardcover paperback and as an ebook through Jacobs Brown Media Group.com, Amazon.com, and wherever books are sold online. Herbie's other books include Bewitched Forever, everything you wanted to know about the Bewitched television series, and two biographies of Elizabeth Montgomery, including Twitch Upon a Star. You know what was interesting is when you saw Elizabeth Montgomery on Password, which she loved yeah. to be on, yeah. and you know, she wouldn't do a lot of talk shows, but she would do lots of game shows you would see her personality come through in the game. To me, the mark of a great actor. And here's someone who was astonishingly beautiful. And sometimes someone who is of great beauty or handsomeness can't do the right. facial expressions, but she could. And Which is what destroyed Mary's facial expressions with her Well, that's surgery. another thing. That's another thing. She was looking at the, pet, the password, and... All of the ticks were there, and you would see Samantha change yes. into Serena, and Serena change into Samantha. She really was a combination of both. She was. Well, when she decided to do Serena, she just wanted to do something different. You know, she wanted to bring it up a notch. She wasn't bored with playing Samantha, but she wanted to, you know, come on, you do the same character every day, you want to do something different. But I think in many ways, uh, she was more like Serena in real life. Very fun-loving, very blithe spirit so to speak. Uh, playful. Playful. More of a sense of humor. Um, and what was also cool about Serena was that as the show moved into the groovy 60s, Samantha couldn't be, she could wear yeah. more colorful outfits, but Serena could be. Yeah, Serena represented the era. Serena yeah. changed with the era. She could pick up a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> was it Serena or Samantha who sang Ithan? It was Serena. Yeah. It was Serena who sang it. And, and it's funny, too, because when, uh, getting back to when I met Elizabeth, when I met Bill Asher, I brought him brownies. <laughs> when I met Elizabeth Montgomery, I got new tires on my car. I, got a, I had this plaque calligraphized that cost me five fifty dollars that I didn't have uh, that said everything I always wanted to tell her. I got her this crystal unicorn that was God only knows how much because Samantha loved unicorns and, and Elizabeth loved unicorns. And I gave her all these gifts on the first meeting. And as, I'm, as I finally leave, I'm like, oh, my God, I guess I must have overwhelmed her. I had to overwhelm her. So I get home, you know, not two minutes after I get into my little apartment in Santa Monica. She lives in Beverly Hills. And um, the phone rings. 
Hi, Herbie. It's uh, it's Lizzie. Are are we still meeting uh, next Tuesday at four o'clock? I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, amazed that this little phone company just called me. So calling I, a mortal. Calling a mortal. <laughs> and I hung up the phone. I'm like, oh my god. Two minutes later. Hi, Herbie. It's Lizzie again. What was that episode that I sang as Serena? I'm like, it was the Ifin song. I mean, she was reaching out to me. But that second time that she called back, I said, you know what, Elizabeth? I'm so glad you called again because I said to myself, oh my God, you had to be overwhelmed. She goes, well, I am overwhelmed, but in a good way. I said, it must have been very difficult for him to have met someone that he has admired. She was so dang cool and so down to earth. And she appreciated that I appreciated her as a person. I didn't ask for an autograph. I didn't ask her to twitch her nose. I didn't ask for a picture to be signed. I didn't even ask to have a picture taken with her. I was just talking to her like a person, which she embraced. You didn't want anything from her, and they spend their whole lives people wanting to take pieces of them. Right. I just wanted to talk with her about something that made me really happy and that everybody loved. I really respected her and she responded to that and she rewarded me with just appreciation. Appreciation, you know. Which is kind of life-changing, isn't it? Oh, it was it was amazing to me. She she, she did change. Well, first of all, she definitely changed my life. Whatever good thing that, that has happened in my career, whether it's a book, a TV show, documentary that I've worked on or whatever, because of Bewitch and because of Elizabeth Montgomery. It's because of that first book, you know. I mean, I had no vision that I would be an author person. I didn't even know what a verb was in high school. So that I started writing these books and passionately and getting success at it and finding success with it, it's all because of Elizabeth Montgomery. Which is another reason why I wasn't going to write some dirt book about her. Because actually, I felt... That if I didn't write the Elizabeth Montgomery biography, and if I didn't write the Mary Tyler Moore story, that some other hack would and write this horrible book. And I didn't want that to happen. What was your reaction when you saw... I saw Twitch Upon the Star and Barnes & Noble yeah. on the cool table, <laughs> you know, propped up with the stack of new and exciting books, mm -hmm. you know, not off in the corner mm -hmm. or on the bottom. Mm -hmm. What did it feel like when that happened? Well, I think that goes back to the Bewitched book, which came out in 92. That was my first book. When I when I saw that on the shelf at Barnes & Noble, I went, wow. When I, I started doing uh, book signings. I haven't crossed the line yet to sign in my photo, but we'll see where that goes later, maybe. You're listening to Greg Airbar's conversation with Herbie J. Pilato about his latest book, Mary. The Mary Tyler Moore Story. Mary, The Mary Tyler Moore Story is available in hardcover, paperback, and as an ebook through JacobsBrownMediaGroup.com, Amazon.com, and wherever books are sold online. Herbie's other books include Bewitched Forever, everything you wanted to know about the Bewitched television series, and two biographies of Elizabeth Montgomery, including Twitch Upon a Star. What do you want to talk about that's coming up? For you, more books. Well, I certainly more book signings. I have an, uh, a TV history book that I've completed, that's in the works. Um, I have a another book that I don't want to mention, that's in the works, and then I have a Christmas book coming out, The Twelve Best Secrets of Christmas, uh, that will be actually hopefully by December, and if not this December 2019, then 2020. 
But I'm also transitioning into scripts. I've completed two angel stories, family-oriented, faith-based angel stories. So that is a whole new leaf for me. And how has the reaction been to Mary? Mary's been good. Uh, I've received a lot of nice reviews for Closer Magazine, uh, Steve Thompson, Book Steve. It's been wonderfully received. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Greg, and and all the listeners. Um, If you do want to uh, order personally signed books from me, you can do so through HerbieJPilato.com. Yes. You could do so through HJPilato at Yahoo.com, which is my personal email. And you just email me and let me know what you want, and we can begin the communication. And they can also go to your Facebook page. I'll go to Facebook, follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And certainly, if you just want to order the books directly from Amazon.com, they're all there on Amazon. Or if you want to go to your local bookstore at Barnes & Noble, all you got to do is walk up to them and say to the clerk and say, I'd like to order Herbie J. Pilato's new book about Mary Tyler Moore or any of Herbie J. Pilato's Is it kindle too? Yes. So you can enjoy it that way. Yes. On the bus, train, plane. That's right. In a box with a fox. (laughs) (laughs) That's absolutely right in so many ways. Thank you very much. Thank you, Greg. Truly. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-915-8054-800-915-8054-800-915-8054. That's 800-915-8054. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.